Welcome to Daily Devotion with Ken Gurley. Devotions designed to inspire you on your daily walk with God. Each day we walk through the vital principles of the abundant life. Our Lord can do above and beyond all we ask or think. Here's your host, Ken Gurley. When God chose to reveal an image of His Spirit, He did so in the likeness of a dove. He could have chosen anything, a tiger, a stallion, a lion, a falcon, but no, he chose a dove. All this week in Daily Devotion, we're looking at some forgotten metaphors found in Scripture for how to live an overabundant, overcoming life. Today, we focus on the dove. The dove is a harmless creature. It has no talents, no claws no teeth. The dove is a harmless, innocuous creature. It can be harmless because it knows no enemies. The law of the jungle says you must have enemies, but the dove knows none. Not because there aren't predators, not because there aren't hunters, but because the dove has no capacity, it seems, to hate. In fact, the dove has no gallbladder, no bile, no gall, no malice. I believe the dove typifies something beautiful about the Christian life. A dove loves completely and with great fidelity. A dove only knows one mate for life. And to that mate, she commits herself. We make life far more complicated than it should be. We strive, we seek, we look, we fix, we build, we create, we earn, we attain we accumulate. When in actuality, what God seeks from us is revealed in the dove. He seeks a faithful, steadfast love. The first and greatest commandment is built on love. The second commandment is like the first, love your neighbor as yourself. It seems that God just points to the dove and says, that's what I'm looking for, faithful love. The voice of a dove is unique. The missing bile is unusual. The mating for life of a dove is noteworthy. But what sets the dove apart is her eyes. The son of David said to his bride in Solomon's song, chapter one, behold, you are fair, my love. Behold, you are fair. You have the eyes of a dove. Then in the fifth chapter, we read of the groom himself. He too has the eyes of a dove. On this week of daily devotions, as we look at metaphors, let's consider the dove. In the Old Testament, all creatures on earth, in the sea, in the air, were divided by two categories. They were either clean or they were unclean. Of all the fowl creature, only one family of fowl were considered clean, the dove. Let him say of each of us, you have the eyes of a dove. What's so special about the eyes of a dove? A dove sees in the dark. Night creatures have this unique ability. Owls, for example, have excellent night vision, but it's rare for a day creature like a dove to have this ability, but it does. The dove cannot see well at night, but if need be, the dove can see well enough to fly in the dark. Perhaps it is because the dove is so defenseless that God says she will not, she cannot defend herself. So I must give her an advantage 
over the enemy. I will let her see in the dark. God gives people of faith the ability to see in the darkness. When things do not look well, when things are not going well for you, God gives you the ability to look for certain things in the darkness and to find him. You see, our God sees in the darkness as well. He looked into the chaotic darkness and saw a world waiting to be formed. He looked into the depth of human misery and suffering and saw a church waiting to be redeemed. He looked in the darkness that afternoon on Calvary and saw a bright light dawning, who for the joy that was set before him. As he is, so are we in this world. He sees in the dark, and so should we. For the dove, this ability comes in handy in three distinct ways. First of all, when a predator attacks by night. The dove is able to simply fly away. And oh, what a flight it is. David wished that he could fly away, that he could grow wings like a dove and fly away. The enemy may have the upper hand in the roost or on the ground, but when the dove is in flight, she is out of his reach. Second, when she's trying to reach home after dark, like most birds, a dove seeks to roost in the evening, but perchance she's away from home She has the ability to continue flying into the dark night hours. So great is a dove's love for home that she will continue to fly up to 600 miles at a time just to get home. When darkness comes and she sees herself away from home, she continues to fly. And finally, the ability to see in the dark is needful when the dove has lost her way. Doves have a unique ability to know where home is. So uncanny is that ability that it took hundreds of years for scientists to discover how this is. Apparently, a young dove will memorize the surroundings of home. She watches the sun as it makes its trek through the sky. She knows the angle of the light through the trees and at various seasons. And when the sun is out, unconsciously, she can find her way home. How like the child of God. We were never promised that the Christian life would be easy. We were never promised that the path would be covered with rose petals. We were promised, in fact, that in this life, we would have tribulation. But we are so much like the dove that through the darkness, we're going to find the Lord. We're going to find him there as a very present help in the time of need. And we can find him if we look for him with all of our heart. A dove sees in the dark, but a dove also sees the invisible. A dove's vision is similar to that of a human. She sees in color. She sees with about the same clarity, perhaps with greater detail. But a dove can see something humans cannot see. She sees the invisible. The dove is able to see ultraviolet rays, something the human eye cannot see. UV light beyond the shade of violet on the spectrum is simply too blue for humans to see. Again, this is perhaps another of God's gifts to a defenseless creature protecting her. A carnal person sees only that which is visible. A spiritual person, though, can see both the visible and the invisible. 
can see the hand of the Lord at work. Let me illustrate. Colonel Gehazi only saw the enemies of Israel. Godly Elisha also saw the enemies of Israel. But above the host of the enemy, he saw the Lord God Almighty. He saw the angelic armies and chariots of fire. He saw the visible and he saw the invisible. The spectators only saw a man suffering on a cross, but Jesus saw the hidden joy of redemption story beyond the cross. A bystander sees two houses that seem identical, but Jesus saw one that was built on a rock and the other that was built on sand. Spiritual people see what others do not see. In a sense, They have the eyes of a dove. They see the invisible. They know the worth of patience. They know the value of enduring a trial. They know the importance of not being too quick to judge a matter or certainly not to judge others. They understand that nothing worth having comes cheap. There's always a price to be paid. What does ultraviolet light look like to the dove? It's a glow. A glow. And I think that's what the spirit filled life does to each and every one of us. It just puts a glow on everything. A dove sees in the dark, a dove sees the invisible. But here's one more curious thing about the eyes of a dove a dove sees only one thing. A human being has binocular focusing field of about 140 degrees. But a dove only has the ability to focus on a narrow field of 25 degrees. She can only focus on one thing. So the dove has eyes for only one. When Noah sent a raven from the ark, it never returned. He sent a dove the first time the dove returned to the ark. He sent the dove again. The second time, the dove returned with a piece of the olive branch. He sent the dove yet again. And this time, the dove found a place to dwell. The dove never lost her focus. She knew her purpose. In Genesis 1, we read that God hovered over the face of the deep. The Jewish teachers say that's like a dove. The spirit brooded over the chaos. That dove-like spirit never lost its focus. When Solomon said that his bride had eyes of the dove, could he have been saying, You have eyes for only me. In the New King James Version, the expression, your eyes, can be found 125 times. Your eyes are so very important. What are we looking at? Better yet, who are we looking to? The writer of Hebrews said we're looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Looking, to look and continue to look, to not get off track to not lose our focus. You have the eyes of a dove. You keep your gaze, your heart set on the Lord Jesus Christ. I mentioned before that a dove has only one mate, and to that mate, she looks. In this day and age, we need to get our hearts and minds focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. Isaiah said it, you will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. One translation says it like this, perfect peace comes to those 
whose thoughts are turned constantly to the Lord. A few chapters later, Isaiah found himself in a situation where he had to stay focused on God. He prayed, but he didn't feel like his prayers were going anywhere. And so Isaiah 38, we read, I mourned like a dove. I kept looking to you. I kept my heart and my mind on you. We have the eyes of a dove. We stay focused on the Lord. And as we focus on him, something is happening. Pastor Gurley, is my prayer being answered? Maybe. But what's more important than your prayer being answered is that as you stay focused on him, you are changing. Second Corinthians 3 says, but we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the spirit of the Lord. The longer you look, the more you are changed. And so when the world starts to get dark, look to him. When life gets very confusing, we train ourselves to look to him. We have our eyes only for the Lord Jesus Christ, because this is what we know. We know that he knows the way that we take and that he has his eyes on us always. Therefore, we reciprocate. We keep our eyes set on the author and the finisher of our faith, the Lord Jesus Christ. We are in a week of metaphors on daily devotion. I hope this one has blessed you. The eyes of a dove. Thank you for sharing in daily devotion with Ken Gurley. We pray this ministry has been a source of encouragement and strength to you. Please be mindful that your financial support enables us to meet with you each day. To give a donation or connect with us, visit our website at kengurley.com. There you will also find the latest books, podcasts, and resources. The book on prayer is Pastor Gurley's latest book. You can get your copy of this life-changing book at kengurley.com. May God's favor rest on you in every way until we meet again.